Lock Talk Radio. Lock Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Bring the Marshall dog. You know how we do, man. You know you be traveling doing your thing. Hit me up, bro. I need a uh, intro from you for my show. So it's the radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche. My man DJ Slick's always do it his way. From the base to the valley, he always put it down with the street level thump in the underground sound. Now you can find him on the dot com. So get your radio. Take it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go. From the up and coming to the vet on the ground, he goes on the music that is simulated. And a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 and Slick starts to repping with him easy in the session. One time with Mr. Monday, but didn't really trip. I just subscribed to iTunes and downloaded quick. With a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop connect with your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend is about the hottest show with Slick Rick on my show. Soul Kitchen Radio, if you haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you. Soul Kitchen Radio, Slick Rick on my show. Soul Kitchen Radio, big old means it. Soul Kitchen Radio, crazy boy is down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandmama, Soul Kitchen Radio, you will now tune to Soul Kitchen Radio. New Year Monday.
before we get started with, with the whole show, Think First Clothing, tell us about how you got it started and uh, and where can people find your, your Think First Clothing? Well, first of all, um, you know, me and my uh, family got together and wanted to, you know, start some type of business and uh, we came up with an idea of selling shirts, you know, someone... Uh, Everyone could, uh, you know, wear, enjoy, and uh, could benefit from something positive. And uh, my son came up with the word "think" and uh, decided, okay, you know, I like that word. Uh, let's let's replace the I with the with the n- numeric number one. You know, and then come up with that's how we came up with "think first. And uh, so we got a patent and everything. We did a trademark search on it and came back clear. So we were able to patent it. And at the same time, it's something positive that uh, that everyone could benefit from, uh, you know, uh, different uh, ethnic background. And, you know, uh, people of all ages, two years old all the way up to 80 years old, you know, this is something positive, something, you know, that we all could benefit from that, you know, that would help us, you know, uh, you know, take time to think first before we re- react, think first before we speak. Because if you know it, it, it's a, it would have a positive uh, impact in our everyday lives. You know, uh, whether it's um, making think, a. Uh, go ahead. You know, I, I like the I like Ronnie. I like the I like the whole thing first thing. But you got a four X for Omizi. Omizi's on the road all the time. He could he could wear that stuff. Omizi E40. They could they could use some thing first clothing. Well, they would okay. you guys wear that stuff on the. Uh, on on tour, Rodney, or uh, Omega? Yeah, we try to we try to wear whatever uh, whatever folks uh, you know, as long as it's a four X or a six X, you know what I'm saying? And saying you know saying something that we you know we co-sign, you know what I'm saying? But you know, definitely think first is a is a good you know it's a good one right there. You know what I'm saying? And then also, yeah. also, yeah. also in San Francisco every week, my man Misha is doing comedy. And he could probably use an extra small for him. Uh, yeah, I'll take that to the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I got all know. sizes, man. I got all sizes. Yeah, yeah for you. I like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah you can visit. Uh, you can visit the website at uh, you know thinkfirstclothing dot com, and um, you know I got the website and uh, you know different colors on there. I got hoodies, sweatshirts, t shirts. I got ladies. Uh, Feminine cut shirts, you know. You know, I'll be getting a lot of positive feedback from this, and uh, from you know, from you know, from entertainers all the way up to uh, you know, churches, uh, schools. You know, I'll be getting a lot of uh, positive feedback. A lot of people are interested in in what I'm trying to uh, put out there. And at the same time, um, you know, I'm trying to expand my company, and not only to, uh, into jeans, tennis shoes, uh, uh, cologne, perfumes, uh, athletic wear, uh, sweatsuits. So I'm just starting from the bottom right now, and I'm trying to work my way up. You've been doing huh? a whole lot of thinking, basically. Been, I say you've been doing a whole lot of thinking, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, before I even, you know, put this out on the market, I'm trying to, uh, uh, I had to think about, you know, how far can I go with this, you know, because I just don't want to be limited on what I'm trying to do. I want to expand and make this grow, not only expand to the, uh, to the, uh, to the population out here, 
I'm gonna expand the uh, my idea to different different areas, uh, clothing and uh, you know maybe uh, I'll, I'll eventually want to expand out to maybe uh, setting up a uh, rehabilitation center. Wow, that that's from a T-shirt you to know? a whole rehabilitation center. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and, and foster care. You know, I, I got a, I got a broad. Um, you know, like uh, it's, I, it's gonna may take some years, but that's okay. Cause I want, I built, I came up with. The, it's all about starting from the idea and working my way up. You know what I mean? So you know, hard work pays off. You know, if you got something good, everybody likes. You know what I mean? And just. You know, I've been in it for a year, and I decided to expand another year because, you know, it's been selling. So as long as it keeps selling, I'm in business. That's good. That's good, man. That's that's what it's all about, man. And, and like, uh, like what you call it said last week in his in his NFL NFL Hall of Fame speech, if your dreams are bigger than you, then there's something wrong with your dreams. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. Man, it, and also we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the the Dennis Rodman Hall of Fame speech later on in the show. But right now, I want yeah, to pop up real speech. quick. Go ahead. You want to say something real quick on me? You go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, as far as the clothing line is concerned, you know, what I'm saying my father used to always say, "Think five, uh, think five times before you speak." You know, what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. you know, anybody that's been looking, been reading, uh, that's been on Twitter and just been just 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 floating around getting all the information, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs to start thinking first before they before they start jumping the gun and just you know what I mean doing doing things that are you know that you know that change the, the course of history basically. You know what I'm saying? Where right. where things can be running smooth and then all of a sudden one person, two person, three people can just do do certain things and just the ripple effect is just devastating. So everybody, everybody's like, kind of like, you know, the, um, the what would Jesus do, bracelets, you know what I'm saying, basically, I, I see where you're going with it. It's just making mm-hmm. people just, if, if I know I'm doing this one thing, that's going to make me get 25, 30, 40, 50 years in the penitentiary, you know what I'm saying, I can see my kids and all that, then why would I do it? You know, everybody do, need, need to do a lot more things out there. It's real tough. That's real, big old media. That's real, because a lot of people in the penitentiary is like, man, if I would have thought first, you know, I wasn't thinking. I should have thought about it. You know what I mean? It's been everybody been in a situation where they said, whether it was minor or major, said, you know what? If I would have took time to think, I wasn't thinking, man. I was tripping, man. I should have thought about it. But it's too late then. You know what I mean? But if you think about it before you react, you know what I mean? No matter what the situation, at least you thought about it and you knew what you were getting into. Right, you weighed out the pros and cons, you looked at both sides yeah. of it, and you figured out that, you know, regardless of what happened, I had to take this, I got to take this on the chin. But just like you said, man, when I be watching, uh, like, MSNBC and all that, watching the penitentiary, you know, shows and whatnot, it's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of people in there that came in there when they was, like, 15, like, like 17, and they mm-hmm. and now they, like, been in there, like, 25 years. I've been in here since I was 17, man, they... You know, they all old and whatnot, just just behind them bars, basically just living like animals. You know what I'm saying? So, right, I'm sure right. They, I'm sure. I'm sure they like too. Yeah, I'm sure. Unless it's like, listen, unless it's like child molest, like something heavy. I'm sure people right. would shoot to do 25, 30, 40 years in the penitentiary for like ten dollars, twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? You done murdered somebody for for for, for fifty dollars. 
Now you got to do 30 years in the penitentiary and can't see your kids. You know what I'm saying? That's real. Yeah, that's real, big old Meezy. That's real. That's real tough. You know, so it's a lot of different ways you could you could take this, man. It's 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 you know it's a lot of different ways. It's a reminder too. Hey, you know, if I'm wearing this around Think First T-shirt, you know, I, hey, I feel good about wearing it. You know what I mean? You know, hey, and, Think and, First and people. And, that's a pretty and positive and message. When people walk in, you know, when people walking when people walking past you. They looking at your shirt and they saying, "Oh, yeah, I do need to think first. You know what I'm talking about? So you sitting in the mess. Right. It's like some, it's really like some brainwash shit, but it's in a good way. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Mike. Because, uh, what you say, Mike? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say uh, before you made it, uh, came up with it, were you worried about people stealing the idea? Did you like patenting everything? Yeah, see, uh, what I did, uh, I keep it on the hush between me and my family until we, uh, my lawyer did a trademark search, and uh, it took about two years to clear. And then after that, after it cleared and stuff, and uh, and we got it, uh, yeah, we got a patent, and then we kind of like released it after that. I start, you know, putting the word out there. But yeah, that's that's that right there is uh, it's, it's locked in. Hey, Ryan, locked in. funny story. Tell me the funny story about uh. When we came out to the to the Black Expo last year and did an interview with you, and you was just like, ah, 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 ah maybe not, maybe oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. You know, this is all new to me, man. You know, my, <laughs> you know, I'm a beginner entrepreneur. You know what I mean? It's, it's all new to me, so um, I'm not used to these, the cameras, the microphones, and stuff. But this is something I gotta get used to, you know, because. Uh, Hey, you know, I made it for the long run, you know. So, hey, you know, and uh but you know, it was all it was a tripped out situation for me, man. So I can imagine what you guys going through as entertainers, you know what I mean? Uh hey, you know what? Boys, at, you know, at the end of the day at the end of the day, man, it's it's always every everybody should always be learning, you know what I'm saying? You should always be learning and trying to figure out stuff, you know, in general, like the point but you know, you gotta always take baby steps. So eventually, if you but but consistency is will make the brand, you know, be more solidified, being more consistent. You know what I'm saying? So okay. like the more okay. shirt, the more shirt, the more shirts you get out there, the more you know visual, you know, it get more visual they get with it. You get some artists and all that, and eventually it catch on. Plus you got you have you're not just doing it just so I can make some money. You're doing it, you know, what I'm saying for a purpose to get a message out there, and you do it at a time. You're doing it at a time in which everybody needs it. So there's a, there's a demand for a whole bunch of dumb motherfuckers to start thinking first. So that's right, the right, that's the right. So that's, <laughs> the, so, keep, so basically, right. keep up the good work. You know what I'm talking about? That's all I'm saying. Hey, and, and okay. Rodney, put out your put out your Twitter real quick. Okay, uh, my Twitter address is at thnk. Uh, the number one. Numeric one, S T. Uh, clothing. Okay, and if that's too confusing for you, go to my Twitter at Soulkid Radio, and, and I talked to him earlier today, and, and you'll, oh, you'll you see can, him immediately. Oh, I'll, send you, I'll send you his thing, man. Or you go to ThinkFirstClothing.com. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you can spell out Think First Clothing on Twitter, and it should pop up too. Think okay. First Clothing. Yeah. Man, so Ronnie. Oh, sorry. I still want my I still want my shirt. My wife got her shirt. I didn't get my shirt. Um, oh, it's all good. good. It's all good. And also, I'm gonna be I mean, at the uh, Art and Soul Festival this weekend coming up. Okay. I got a booth up there, and uh, 
You know, this is uh this is gonna be my second uh event, you know, things are getting busy. I'm be I'm be doing the United Negro College Fun Walk around Lake Merritt on September seventeenth. And then I'm gonna be at the magic show, um uh, August twenty third.
that this guy who has not been perfect, um, who loves the Lord, who has a relationship with the Lord, can talk to other people who are not perfect, and you know, and share his love of you know, you know, his love to the Lord and for the Lord, you know. So that's that's the deal, man. Man, that that's great. And and I want to also say one thing. I want to shout out to the family of Pastor Zachary Timms. I seen you talking about that on uh, on Facebook and Twitter this morning. Um, you want yeah. to talk to him for a second? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I probably, I don't know if I could do too much because I'll get a little emotional about it because Zach was a good friend of mine, you know. We weren't the kind of friends that hung out every day, you know, like, yo, what's up? And we were just the kind that would reach out to each other, talk to each other, you know, and every time we saw each other, it was a great moment. I just saw him at the Essence Festival and uh, hung out with him for a little while. He and I stood on the side and we watched New Edition, you know, um, do their thing, and we were just standing there talking. It was just good to see him, and I hugged him a couple good times, you know, like, yo, Zach, man, it's good to see you. You know, we know that he had some some trials, some, some re- recent trials, you oh, know, okay. in his life, and I was always one of the guys that wanted to say to him, man, listen, you you got one guy, and you you got a, you got a guy over here in your corner that says, man, I understand what it's like, and no matter what you're going through, man, I'm with you, and I understand, and I'm standing with you, and uh, and it just now I just realized, you know, today I, I put on my Facebook status that, man, your struggles are over, and uh, you know, basically be at rest, and you know, trust. The, I mean, this is it's in the Lord's hands now, so you know, a rough day. Rough day for everybody because he was such a likable man. So right. our prayers go out to his family, you know, his, his, his ex-wife and and his his mother and everybody. You know, just we just we're just prayerful today. Yeah. Right, right. Well, can I can I uh, play my favorite song? I'm gonna, I'm gonna can you can you sit on hold for another for another song? I want to play you my favorite song of all times that that you've sung. And this, go for it. This is it right here. It's Fred Hammond is on the line. 714-694-4150. This is Soul Kitchen Radio. This is my favorite one right here.
Right. And that was uh, that, that first record, what I'm going on with the commission, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we had been working on that record since 83. You know, we started going in, saving up our little money. See, studios were different back then. You know, you didn't have nothing in your house. You couldn't afford studio equipment in your house back then. There wasn't no digital nothing. So right. you had to go to them big 24-track studios, and that's what you ask them. It says, this is a 16-track studio or 24-track? Yeah, it's 24. It was like $65 an hour. Wow. And we were broke. So we just <laughs> saved up our little pennies, and we played at little skating rinks and made 350 and we put that down, and we go play for a wedding reception, made about $400, and we put that down and save up $1,000 and go spend $1,000 worth of studio time. And then when we run out, and that's not a lot of time back there in the day. Right. So enough to put down maybe two, three songs, rhythm section-wise, because there wasn't no sequencing at the crib. It was everybody plug up, put your headphones on, rehearse at the crib, pull your bass out, get the drummer behind the drum, get the guy on the keys, and then you go. And then you do as many takes as you need to do, and, you know, then you try to get your singers in. Next week we're going to get you come back and save money and put some singers, some background sound in. And we worked like that for two years, and then finally we was able to put a record out. Wow, Omizi, how do you, how does that sound? Now Omizi's on the line. He's he's my co-host. He uh he he tours with E40. He's he's one of he's one of E40's uh uh artists. And he tours. Uh-huh. So how you doing? Omizi, how you doing? How does that stuff sound for you good? That's back the day studio stuff? Uh yeah, that's man. Were you doing all that in Detroit? Doing it all in Detroit, man. We started a little bitty studio called RMJ on Six Mile, man. And, yeah, I was, uh, uh, I, that was that deal, dude. Yeah, I, I went to the. Um, we was in Detroit one time. We went to the same because Anita Baker is one of my favorite artists. And I think we went to the stu- a studio where she recorded Rapture. Is that the same studio you, you ever been in? That studio? Well, that's yeah. That, I believe that she recorded that with my man Mike Powell over uh, in Oak Park. Yeah, and he had a nice studio in. Uh, uh, in Oak Park, so she either did a United Sound Studio A or Mike Powell Studio. Yeah, I just I remember going, I remember walking in there and, and, and I was looking at the wall and I seen the plaque and it said Anita Baker Rapture and I was I was like man, I was looking at I was like is this where she recorded that? I almost went crazy. I felt you know what I'm saying? It's like going to Graceland or something when you grow up on something like that. But Absolutely, yeah, like, that's that was yeah, she she recorded right there. Yeah. So I got a question: How, being that you was you were in Detroit. And, and, you know, music is so diverse, like, you know, everybody was doing the whole soul thing, you know, you know, everybody with the whole, uh, you know, so how did you, how did you stay focused on, on gospel and not veer off into what everybody else was doing? Um, I don't know, man, maybe, it, it maybe it's just been the calling or just, you know, like when I'm from us kids, we were instilled in church, we were raised in church, although the church we were raised in, you know, it wasn't like we just went to church all the time. We were raised in the street, but we were raised in the church as well. So it's like once we had a uh, a foundation, you know, of just wanting to do do it God's way, we just felt almost convicted if we did it any other way. You know, it just felt like, man, I, I can't do that. And at one point, I ain't going to lie, my bills were so tight, and I was out with commission, and we were making a name for ourselves, but, man, we couldn't pay our bills. You know, we was going out and we would go do gigs and promoters would, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't promote it right or we weren't popular enough and we'd get there, man, and it'd be, you know, 70 people in the audience with 2,000 seats and 
And, man, we just wasn't making it, man. And it was just like it was hard to make it. And one day I talked to um, a producer over at Jive Records, and and I did this little demo. With, um, and, and it was an inspirational song. It was an inspirational album. And um, I did it. I didn't feel naturally right about it, but I did it. And the guy offered me a deal. He said, man, I'll give you a deal right now to take this right on Jive Records. And, and we'll put it out, and you just make some inspirational music, man, and you can pay your bills, and we'll give you an advance, and we'll do this. And I stood there, and I thought about it. And um, I just, at some point, man, just, and, man, I didn't have food for my family. I mean, I mean, I, honestly, I was wondering where every day we were going to get our, you know, be able to go buy groceries, you know, or right to do the to do the kind of uh, to do gospel and and really like you know I'm looking at your I'm looking at your discography you know that's a lot of, that's a lot of work but it's also it's also probably a lot of pain and a lot of life experience in those uh, recordings you know what I'm saying and being from Detroit I know it's a lot of pain and you can go every time I go to the city um, we just performed out there. Uh, What's that big, that big, it's a big, um, it's right on the water, the big stage right there on the water? Shane Park. Man, we just Shane Park, thing, yeah. Yeah, we, that's the second time we we did that one. That's the most beautiful place to perform ever. They had the boats pulled up. You performed that oh, before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done that a few times. Shane Park is that spot, man. That's a, it man. is a beautiful place to go, man. It's just one of the city landmarks, man, one of the premier auditoriums, you know. Um, man. And what's so cold? The last time, before DMX, uh, the last time when he before he got when he went to jail, he he uh, we, he was there. He he headlined, and that man boy, he went up there. I hope I hope he just got out. I'm hoping you know like people like yourself, man, with they got they got a lot of pain that, and a lot of inspiration to help. You know, right now he you know he rocked that place by himself, but you could tell he was still afflicted. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I now who's in there? DMX. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. he headlined. He had. He headlined that same venue, man. You know what I'm saying? And all the people in Detroit came out, brought they, you know, they park. You know, so you know how they do. They come bring their picnic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they be out there barbecuing and having a good old time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I love Detroit. That's that. You know, so that's my that's my city, city, man. And it is a lot. It was a lot of pain in it, but uh, you know, once you're a part, once you're a Detroiter, man, you never, you never are not a Detroiter. You know, after at the end of the day. You know, uh, it's just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good city. Uh, it got caught in an, in an industry revolution where, you know, we were we were built on by cars. You know, Chrysler, Ford, GM. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were built. You know, Chevy. You know, we we had that's all we knew is, is the, when it dried up and and everybody else. You know, uh, when elsewhere it just it put the city in a in a lurch. But it's still a great city, and I love it. Right. Excellent. So what, what you got? What you got? Um, like coming up? Any collabs? Any collabs? Like I seen you did the Prince of Egypt. That was that was a, a, a very inspiring, uh, you know, cartoon. Is there anything like that coming up? Uh, no, now, man. I'm just I'm refocusing now, moving into taking my ministry to another level. Uh, you know, I got a jazz CD out now that just came out two weeks ago. And uh, you know it's a, it's a jazz CD. It's like a uh, tribute to all of the uh, jazz greats that helped make me who I am today. That I would listen to growing up. You know George Duke, Herbie Hancock, uh, Marcus Miller, Jeff Lober, Joe Sample, the Crusaders. 
Wow. You know, and I and then the Yellow Jackets. I I just I put a, an album together of songs that I wrote with uh, some of my partners here, uh, and we just put them together, man, and just you know had a ball with it, and just and uh, went in there and just made some nice music. But uh, what it does is it, it's going to allow me to take that into a different genre, take my 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 ministry without beating people over the head to right. different venues, you know. And then on top of that, I got a new uh, love song CD coming out. It's a oh. praise and worship. It's two discs. It's a praise and worship song uh, album that deals with relationships and and what God thinks about it. And it's a uh, um, a love song CD about from a man who is a Christian man who who loves God but understands what it's like to be in love or to have the pain of love. And so I'm getting ready to deal with a whole new level level of 100. You know what I'm saying? Very real. <laughs> well, Fred, you know, I, I put out on Twitter that, that I was taking calls because I got, I got a copy of the Granddad Turner. In fact, I got the copies that you that you sent and that you, uh, that you autographed, and I put it out that somebody was going to win some of these copies. So we got a caller right now, 708, who is this? Hello, 708 area code. You're on the phone. You're on with Fred Hammond, Soul Kitchen Radio. I'm sorry. Yes, that's you. You're on the line. You're on the line right now <laughs> with Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond, are you serious? Yes, you are. Yeah. I'm serious. He's Hi, right here. Fred Hammond. How Hi, are you? How are you doing? I am wonderful. I am blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've actually met you before. Okay. Um, You did a radio show for... Uh, Gospel Radio in Chicago with okay. um, what was it, Sean Knight? Okay, and good, good, good. I was there. I was the winner, and I sat there right. with you. And Man, you just win everything. It. You win all every, everybody's radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it was just Please. a blessing because my mother called me while I was at work, and she was like, "Fred Amazon, you need to call in right now." It's like okay. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. great stuff. Tell mom I said, hey, hey, mom. <laughs> Mom's listening. <laughs> She's over here. She's over there in the chat room. She's listening in. She's listening. Love oh, you, mom. Get, Thank you. you. just want a copy of the uh, Granddad Turner, the new CD uh, featuring Fred Hammond, and he signed it with a God bless and a Fred Hammond signature on there. So hold on the line right now, and, and we'll, I'll get your information, and we'll send it to you. Thank you. And, Thank and you. Your mom, your mom said from the chat room, she said, hi, Jeanette. <laughs> All right, hold on the line. Don't hang up. All right, Fred, I got one more caller for you. This is my mother-in-law. She loves you, and so she wanted she wanted to ask you a question. Old school Fred. guy. Go ahead, Mama. Hi, Fred. How are you? Good. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Thank you. Um, I was wondering, would you be coming to the Bay Area anytime soon or in the future? We're working on it, probably the end of this year, you know, the top of 12. Have you been here? I I missed it if you had. Yeah, we've been to Oakland. We've been to the Paramount Theater. Oh, that, okay, okay. A couple times. Uh, Yeah. So, let me see. Last time you came came was for the the funeral. Oh, Uh, yeah. Okay, right. For Walter Hawkins' funeral. Was that the one? Well, you know, I I didn't make that one. Oh, you didn't make it? Oh, okay. Did you know him? I actually didn't make that one. I actually had a concert somewhere else. Oh, okay. Were you acquainted with him? Absolutely. Walter was one of of, of my mentors. Yeah, mine too. I grew up with him in the church. 
Yeah, he was one of my mentors, Joel yeah. Smith. Uh, the, his, his, his nephew was one of the great bass players and drummers of my generation who yeah. we grew up listening to, you know. So. All right. So sure. keep us posted when you'll be coming back. Cause I'd uh, like we're to working on it. it now. You know, it's about, it's basically we get we get invited, you know, to come back, you know. So uh-huh. anybody wants to invite us and say, hey, we're having a gospel event, they'll bring us on out there. All right, all right. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing you. Well, All now right. with Granddad Turner, my, my, my jazz band, we'll probably be out there a little bit quicker because it's going to take us to different places. You know, we'll go to different spots. And, do you, you know, ever go I'm to Monterey Jazz to go Festival? I'll go anywhere and do what i got to do. And then, oh, yeah, Monterey. You should see if you can get hooked up with that. That happens every year. Yeah. Monterey like, I think jazz we are on something festival. like that now. Yeah. Were you aware? Say again? Did you know that they had a festival out in Monterey, California? I Every believe we year? got a call from somebody about that. Somebody saying we, they yeah. wanted to look into bring the jazz, bringing my jazz group out there to that. So, yeah, you know, you'd enjoy cool. that. Yeah. Yeah, you like participating in that. All right, Mama. Well, okay. thanks, for, thanks for calling. I'm starting to let you listen to the rest. I know you could talk to him all day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking to you, Fred, and pray for me. <laughs> all right. Fred Hammond, oh my God! So we're still giving away the CD. We got, we got, uh, we got one gone. We got a, a few more to go. Um, Fred, let's talk about this. Uh, well, you know what? I something that I that I really love that you put on Twitter the other day was you were you were on the plane headed back to Dallas Fort Worth from Chicago. So I was walking with Travis. I mentioned how many people would love to do this at this level, you know, and that's that's true because. I know there's everybody would, you know. So so tell us tell us uh, the humble feeling you get when you when you travel and you and you sit first class and you, and you do all this stuff that you actually deserve. You worked on it for so many years. Um, I think the key moment when in that moment was really more so. Um, like I said, I didn't I didn't get a chance to grow up and enjoy just performing and then people clapping and then getting a check, you know, and riding around in limos and and eating green, taking the green lemon M&Ms out the bowl in my rider and having, you know, certain things. This was really a calling. So even though I do get blessed to, you know, to sit in first class or to, or to you know, to get a, a little bit better things that, that, that happen now with, with bigger engagements, people don't know what it costs to get there. They don't. They absolutely have no idea of what it costs. And I think about it sometimes about how, you know, doing this for the Lord. I I often look at myself and scratch my head and say, I don't know why you called me. I I, I can't imagine why you picked me. I, I, I just there's so many more people better than me to do this. You, you you definitely there are so many people that sing better and play better to do better, but then there there are probably people with lesser issues, you know, that was raised by a conventional mother and father that can stand up before people and say, hey, I was raised in a perfect home. My mom went here and my dad went there and they went to college and and they both went to church and they raised me in church and and people don't understand what it cost. It cost me everything. I came out of the womb wrong. I was an illegitimate bastard child that wasn't even supposed to be here, that was supposed to be aborted, 
that my mom went to an abortion clinic to have it aborted, have me done with, so that I wouldn't be an embarrassment to my my father and her. And uh, they they were really the illegitimate ones, but, you know, when a child is born, he's the one labeled. And they went to, 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 to eliminate me and exterminate me. And the Lord pushed his hand into my mom's womb and pushed me back where the knife couldn't get me and the, the procedure couldn't take me. And then I come out and I have to deal with a lot of different things growing up because I was an embarrassment to my mom, you know, and the church didn't do her right. They put her away and they wouldn't embrace her. They had put her away. And there was just me and her, and there was a lot of pain and anger and anguish. You know, she just, she's a good woman, but her life before her and her ex-husband treated her a certain way, and she felt ostracized. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to even be here. And therefore, not getting that affirmation, I grew up searching for it. And so how am I standing before millions of people doing this? It's not because I'm good. It's because... A cracked individual growing up is telling other cracked individuals that Jesus loved them and he died for their sins. Now, there are a lot more perfect people that, you know, do this for a living and they, they, they travel and they're preachers and they're pastors and they're great and they, they, don't have, they don't have a blemish. But, man, I've just been one guy that's been scratching my head all the way through this thing and saying, Lord, I love you, and if you, if you have me, I will serve you. I will work for you, and I'll tell other people, but you're going to have to work with me because... I'm still figuring this thing out, and then I don't understand it. But, man, I'll stand before thousands, and sometimes that that level of humility, that's a level of humility that I, that I deal with, and not, the, not the other humility where people say, oh, praise God, just pray for me. I'm doing the best that I can, that I might be the servant of the Lord that you, and I'm just humble, my humble servant. No, I'm really like, I, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, why did you pick me? You know, so I don't get a chance to just sit up and say don't it's get me, to, and it will never be because of me. If any accolade that I get is never because of me, it's if anything stupid you hear, it's always because of me. But anything <laughs> that you hear, but he run this, and he did this, and somebody did this, or people, it's only because God did it through His grace, and He wants to tell other people that I have that same grace and greater grace for you, and that's just. That's his way of doing things, you know. It's just like his, and, and I just trust him, and uh, you know. So that's all of that stuff. That's why I told him people don't know the pain. They don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. They don't. They don't have see, a clue. Not to cut you, not to cut you off, but to see, you know, when I write, it's like when I write raps. You know, what I'm saying it's like it's like a healing, it's like a healing process, and and you know. You could touch a million people, you could touch ten people, you could touch one person, but if you write from the heart and you write from true experiences <laughs> and you and like you're doing right now, you testify you could testify to, to what you've been through and and that's why a lot of people other people may not have the same longevity just yeah. like they don't have the same longevity in rap music is because they haven't been through what a Tupac, a Fred Hammond has been through, a E-40 has been through. You know, they were maybe born with a silver spoon, so they they, they can't reach back and grab that pain when they need it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like an actor, like an actor who might have been molested as a child, when they yeah. need to when they need to, 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 to cry or whatever, then they got to pull on an experience in their life that helps them get to that point. So they get paid for that. You get paid 
for your pain, and you should get paid for your pain and fly first class because, you know, you know, when I was growing up, you know, it was four cousins in a bed of sand playing Absolutely. all day, you know, and get, you know what I'm saying, and rats and roaches Absolutely. and the whole thing. So if I pull on that pain and I and I give it to the people, I should be compensated, knowing that somebody at the same time somebody is going to learn from it and pick themselves up. I know you've been from Detroit, coming from Detroit. It's a lot of people that that you know maybe committing suicide because they don't know how to deal with the new pain that they never felt. And it's people like you and, and other people that know how to survive that pain that's going to be be able to get people to 2013 and 14. You remember? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I had three cousins, 17, 17, and 26, commit suicide because life got too tough for them. One took a bullet to his head. And the other one put the his obituary in his pocket and took a garden hose in the basement, and my my cousin found him. And then my last one took an overdose of pills. Was going to do it on the same day that my other cousin did it. Told us he said, but he waited two years so everybody can get over it, so he can do it. So I understand that's where I lived at. I mean, people don't understand. I didn't. We wasn't raised like that, man. When you talk about rats in the crib, man, we had it. Me and my mother and my two brothers. We had rats in the crib that were infested. I'm talking about we had to actually exterminate them ourselves because we couldn't afford <laughs> to exterminate it, come out there and do it. So we had to get it ourselves. I mean, I had to actually take a 22 rifle and shoot a couple of them in the house. You know, people think, you know, they don't know where we come from. You know, so you, you, you're you right, you know, it's at, at this point. But I don't look at it as compensation. I look at it as God doing some things. He says, you know what? At the, when, if you're faithful over a few things, I will make you rulers over many things. So it's still up to me and up to you, like you, like you're able to write that song. And a lot of times what people don't understand is this. What you do is really a platform to get you to be able to say what you say. Whether you write rap, you know, whether you write this or you play football or you do basketball, you know, you do your craft. And that's why I'm able to do this jazz stuff now because I can do my jazz stuff going to a jazz club. And I don't care what they're doing, if they're drinking, if they're doing whatever, because at some point, I'm going to get them to say, to give them my testimony and talk about right. what God has done for me without preaching to them. Just talk about right. it, just like I'm talking to you all. Mm-hmm. And then at right. the end of the day, tell them to go to A-flat and sing No Weapon and bless the people <laughs> up in there and walk out and just plant right. a seed. I'm willing to do that and go anywhere and anytime. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm here for. So these are platforms that you have so that you can tell somebody you know, about the goodness of the Lord. I can tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. And, um, you know, that's just where we are these days. Man, that's wonderful. So, so Fred, uh, Brian is on the phone. I know Brian had a question for you. Brian, go ahead. Uh, Fred, what you just said is, is so uh, absolutely touching and amazing. I mean, you know, you see people that, uh, you know, go through so much uh, tribulation and uh, drama in their life and all that. And I'm a... I'm an inspiring, you know, I like radio. I do, you know, me and me and uh, Camacho met a year ago, and I, I truly believe it was God, you know, because God has a plan for both of us. I'm a sports guy. I'm a radio guy. I do acting, and, uh, you know, right now I'm just giving it to God because God God got his plan, you know. I'm, I'm, I paid rock bottom, you know. I'm struggling. Life is tough right now, but, uh, you know, I just I just know in life that it will get better, you know. And I just have to have one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, I, after hearing your story and stuff and seeing all that you went through and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a, uh, the way the word, the word is, is just, uh, it's going to get better. 
know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man. You know what? Life, life is just what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it offers different pain to different people. Some people you don't don't have it as hard, and some people have it extremely yeah. hard. You know, we may think we have it hard until we look over into Africa, where we see kids born and it flies walking in their mouth, we're flying all over their eyes, and they have big bellies. And you know, what did they do to get that? You know, where we're over yeah. here, we're complaining about some things, and it kind of puts some things yeah. in perspective. But life will get better, man. And each day, it's, it's a, that's why I say we fight the fight of faith. It didn't say we have the good picnic of faith. We don't have the good parade of faith. We fight the good fight. It is a fight. It's tenacious. It's like fighting six Mike Tysons at one time, and it's yeah. hard to fight one. You know, life will get better, man. But, you know, yeah. your testimony you know, your testimony, uh, you guys, all you guys' testimony, that it will help somebody else who feels like they can't make it. My testimony will help somebody else feel like, yeah. who feel like they can't make it, you know, uh, and that's what life is all about. Man, so, Fred, when, when we talk about, when you talk about, uh, you know, you don't know why Jesus put you in this, in this, and, and, and made you the gospel icon that you are, you often in the back of your mind say, man, what if I was a Luther Vandross? Because you are that good. Well, you could have been a Luther Vandross. You could have been just all R&B singing for the ladies and stuff. So do you ever yeah. think about that in, your, in the back of your mind? At this point, no. I mean, man, I'm 50 years old. And I've went over, I've made it over the tough parts of, 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 of life, you know, man, you know, going and sticking in there. And now at this point in time, I'm like, you know, people are going to hear this new album that I come up with. And they're gonna be thinking, "Oh, what's he trying to do? He trying to change?" Now, man, I, man, I've done it. I know them all. People know me, and they know me and trust me. Mary J. Blige, or or singing with a Charlie Wilson, or, or I can walk in any event. Sports athletes, man, I'm known for you know, I'm known for being who I am, sharing what I what sharing what I am. I don't want to be anything now. I don't, man. I really wish I could retire. To be honest with you, thirty years of just taking a toll on my body. Man, I, it's just, you know, it's just, I'm a little tired. I love my job, but I do want to be more effective. I, I'm picking relationships now because relationships are falling apart, and that's what everybody wants to know about, how to fall in love, how to keep love, how to communicate love, how, to, how do we deal with this thing of love because we're falling apart. Fifty percent of all marriages in the church, in first-time marriages in the church, end in divorce. Sixty percent and then of second time and Seventy percent of all third-time marriages in the church fall apart through divorce. We don't know what we're doing, and one of the things we're not doing is we're not talking and we're not keeping it real. We're not talking, so we we, we make up this corny stuff and we say just pray and slap a scripture on it. Well, it ain't working. That's not what God said. You know, God, we got to actually be about it. And so now I'm going to take a step out here and do some things and and take another try. And you know, I'm not trying to be no R&B singer. I don't want to do that. I want to be who I am. I still believe that there is a hip hop generation that is some, that God is waiting to raise up. That somebody is going to come across something that be a great hip hop hit that that is going to glorify God, and it's going to be easy. It's not going to be preachy. It's not going to be this, but it's going to glorify God in a way that is like nobody's ever seen before. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, somebody just got to figure that strategy out because it's a strategy. So, you know, man, I I am just, I'm happy of being who I am. I don't miss it. Man, I've, I've seen some really good days, man. I live pretty good. My God has blessed me 
with my, my own crib and my, my, my family is straight. Even my, my ex is straight. I can make sure that she's she's taken care of and uh even though the state of Michigan helped do that too, you know. But uh <laughs> I'm actually they they wouldn't have had to tell me to do that, you know. Um the we have, my kids are good, you know. And 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 I'm 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 okay, you know, and I I don't miss anything, man. I absolutely wouldn't trade this for the world now. Would not trade it for nothing. I wouldn't want to be, you know. What if you could have Jay Z's life? And man, I wouldn't trade for that at all. I'll take whatever this life has given me. I'll take it. And I love it. I'll look back on it and would do it again. Would do it again. So it. I, I, I got to tell you that my wife is right here, and she said, you tell them that we've been married four years now in the church, and we're not going to divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, and that's the mindset you have to have. Yeah. But the only thing is that is, like, you know, the, one of the things that I tell people and the, one of the things that my songs deal with is is uh, is that vision is the only thing that separates people. When two visions start to creep into a home, that's division, and you cannot beat division. Wow. Know? All right, listen, so do you think, would you consider this Granddad Turner uh, thing part of your retirement, kind of? This, this no, I'm not going to retire. I said I would, you know, and that's what I thought. If I had some more cheddar in my pocket, a little lined up, I might tell everybody, man, I'm good. I'll see y'all later. Holler at you. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, man, God, I've not got it like that. But Granddad Turner now is just another phase of who, you know, what I'm getting the chance to do, to enjoy some things. Like, we were able to make that music without trying to eat, you know. That's what well, I'm we got to get with a record company. Well, we got to go do this. And we, no, we just said, man, we want to make a record. Let's, let's, you know, and, and that's kind of like what I, what I was putting out there is, is Granddad Turner seems like it's like a, it's something that you kind of wanted to do in your heart. You, you love it. And so it's kind of like when you sit down, you play the bass with these guys, and you're playing jazz. You're you're out of your your work mind. You're not thinking no. about. No, we're not trying to we're not trying sell. to gig. You know? We just enjoying it, man. We just turn the light on and let's turn here, let's go there. Let's we don't have to have no this, we don't have to have no that, we don't have to have no radio. If it sells, cool. If it don't sell, cool. We just let's just do it. Uh, Miles Miles Monroe said it best, and this is something that that really blessed me. The richest place in the whole wide world is the graveyard. Mm. Because so many dreams, people said, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And they take it to their grave. They never try it. They never try it. And they right. go to their grave, and the grave now holds probably the key to cancer, uh, the best album ever heard, the best lyrics ever written, the best movies ever made, the best inventions are in the ground because somebody didn't have the courage enough to get get it done, or they got discouraged. Somebody told them no, and they got discouraged. Well, when I leave here, I'm going to be empty. When I leave here, I'm going to be empty. When I stand before the Lord, I say, everything I wanted to try to do, I did it. Now, it wasn't, but I didn't take I didn't bring nothing with me. All right. Well, we're gonna check out one one cut of this Granddad Turner because I know I know you can't stay on the phone for hours and hours, but we can keep you here. But we're gonna check out a cut of this. Uh, we're gonna listen to all about the Crusade. I I love how I love the feeling that I get when I listen to this album because I've been listening to it ever since I got it. So I'm gonna let everybody. Man, I was hoping that you would pick that one. That's my favorite one on there. 
Oh, good. See, we're, we're that's my favorite one. That we have the little Russian scale up at the front. You know, that little Soviet scale movement in the front. And it reminds me of the Crusaders. That's why we call it. It's all about the Crusade. Uh-huh. It's the way I when I heard the Crusaders do their thing. All right. Well, here it is. The Soul Kitchen Radio right here. Fred Hammond is on the line. Seven one four. Six nine four forty one fifty. Got a couple more copies of the Granddad Turner to give away. So get on the line right now. Soul Kitchen Radio. You're tuned into the baddest radio show on the internet. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio.
Revolt about the Crusade off of the Granddad Turner. My friends, my fam, featuring Fred Hammond on bass. That was wonderful, Fred. Yeah, man, I love that song, man. I just love it, love it. You know, we got Mike on the phone. Mike, want to ask Fred a question? Yeah, yeah, I was just wondering, you know, like, you know, life is not easy and uh, things kind of get you down sometimes and you can get into dark points. What uh, what is your best advice for somebody who uh, you know feels a little bit out of it, like feels like a train that's not on these tracks right now? You know, man. Like, um, what do you do? Number one, I, I feel like that often. You know, um, and one of the things uh, that that I've learned to do is we just come out of man's house, a church, and uh, one thing that we dealt with is that about getting real with God. God, one thing about it is God wants to. What I've learned is God wants us where we are. He doesn't want our church face. He doesn't want our face that we give everybody else. He wants us really where we are. So if we're off the track, he don't want us to act like we're on the track or like we're we're, we're airplane flying high in the sky and everything is cool. He wants us off the track. He wants us to give us him off the track. Do we trust him? And what I have to do is I have to trust God with where I'm at. I have to trust him with my issues, man. You know, if 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 only serving God or is about being good, man, I'm done. I'm doomed. And here's the here's the key. And ain't nobody else gonna tell you this. So I'm gonna just tell you that's a secret because I know it's just me and you. Everybody else, a lot more people are struggling than they want to give you than they want to let you know. We just don't know who we can let into our lives. And so, therefore, we don't say nothing. So we act like everything is good, that we never get depressed, that we're never down, that we're this, and we always walk in faith. And truly, there are some people who live on the mountain that troubles have not really hit them, and they've kind of made it through life. And But there are more of us that deal with issues and stuff and struggles. But a lot of times we want to help God out and act like everything is cool, so we, we, we're his PR people. You know, we're we're down, but we won't say it. Oh, I'm, pressed, I'm blessed and highly favored and everything. <laughs> that's real. We're confessing everything that is, you know, that that's not as though they are. But really, it's okay that God really knows us. He's a, he knows right where we are. And so, from time to time, what I have to do is I have to say, Lord, you know where I'm at. You're going to have to help me because if you don't help me, I wouldn't make it. And so, if I could do this on my own, then why would I ever need you? I can't do this on my own. I'm going to need you. And when I trust that he's there, that he understands, and he's not this big old dude sitting on this big old chair in the sky with this long white beard waiting to strike me down as soon as I do something stupid. I'm prone to do something stupid. We're prone. We're off track sometimes. We think off track every, every, every now and then. But that's why he says, come to me as you are. Bring me every burden. Bring it to me. I care for you. You can come to the throne and come to and get the help you need. That's what I need. That's the kind of God I have to serve because I can't serve the God that says, unless you do it right, I'm going to kill you. I can't. I won't make it. I'm done. I'm toast. You hear me? Call me English muffin because right. I'm toast. But I need God. Man, I need a God that says, here's the thing. When my son or my daughter comes to me with issues and they're crying and they're upset, I man, immediately, no matter what they've done, how bad it is, I'm going to talk to them, but I'm going to hug them, and I'm going to do what i got to do. And here's what the scripture says. Me, I won't use nobody else, me be 
my kids good gifts, how much more will God give his kids, who was great and no evil is found in him, give us good gifts? So that's the way it is, man. And just you just have to be encouraged, man, and, 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 and start tomorrow. Go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and say, Lord, give me a chance to do it better today. Yeah, that means, that means uh, get over your girlfriend, Mike. There's another one out there for you. Yes, yes, I got to get over her. <laughs> He just he just broke up with his girlfriend, Brad. So he's, he's been oh broke. man, I know that feeling, dude. dude. I know that one. Yeah, it I'm takes a minute for you for it to get out your heart, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's another one coming. Just you know, you'll be all right. All right, Fred. Uh, six double awards, four stellar awards, one Grammy win, fourteen nominations for Grammy. Man, you you've lived a lifetime in the music industry, and uh. You know, once again, I, I want to say that I'm I'm grateful to have you on this show today because cause that was, you know, it was it was an awesome day. I've been looking forward to this for like the last two weeks. One question before we go. In 2002, you did a reunion live CD with Commission. Is there any chance we'll get another one before the end of life? Well, you know, we're, we're actually talking about it. You know, we're actually, we've been in talks about it for the last year and a half. You know, to see how we can make it make sense. Uh, one of the things I do know is that where I'm at in my life is I can't go backwards. You know, right. anything. I can't go backwards in thinking. You know, I, I would love for this to happen. I think we have chance to do something, you know, pretty good. And then rekindle some nice stuff, you know. Uh, but, you know, man, once you have been on this side and you think different and you kind of run your show the way you run it and it and it worked for you, you you're kind of not willing to go back to something that you know you know and, and groups are democracies, right? And groups democracies are, really don't work. You know you you need a head. God is a head, and you know going in there to vote. You know then you have yeah I, I, I really want to do all of that. You know uh, so I'm kind of letting them think their way through it, and I'm hearing some pretty good stuff. I don't have to be. You know, you know this. If God called me to be the spearhead, then hey, guys, let's just roll it this way. But right. uh, man, I, the way I'm doing it now works, and it feels real good. And so I'm, I'm talking to them, and they're talking, and, and now they're talking to each other. And I'm hearing a little bit more sensibility, you know, with people as they get a little older. But uh, I think our window is getting short. Right. So, um, what are you know, um, still on tour? <laughs> I think you'll probably I think you'll probably see something here in the, in a little minute though. Yeah, well, you know, you, I don't think it's getting too short because the Whispers are still on tour. They're still doing their thing. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, Fred, I just want to say once again, uh, thank you so much for for being on the show. We're going to continue to 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 promote the Granddad Turner for you. I, I wish you the the best of luck in that. Um, I hope you come out to the Bay Area and, and I get a chance to. To meet you, or if not, maybe I can meet you up at uh, at, at Ivy Hillier's uh, thing up there in Texas because my wife loves them. So we go up there sometime hey, to go see them. This is somebody special. Yes, yes, sir. She loves she loves the Hilliers. She follows them all the time. Well, let's look to get out to to the Bay Area. You know, that once I come out there, y'all, you know, come on out and hang out with your man. You know, we're gonna do what we do and have a great time. And so look for us. We definitely will. I'll, I'll keep in contact with Travis. Thank you, thank you, Travis, if you're listening for uh, for for being instrumental in, in putting this together for me and for us. And so, once again, any, any last words on me before we go? 
Oh, man, I enjoyed this radio show. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and uh, all you guys on there, man, I enjoyed talking to you. You know, keep doing your thing, man, writing your raps, doing your thing, man, and and just in – uh, and, and I'm telling everybody out there, and, and that's, that's under the sound of the voice, is, you know, let's just keep each other up in prayer. Keep doing the best you can. Fight the good fight of faith because it is a fight. Don't give up. If you can't move forward, just stand, you know. And, oh, Frank, you know, I can't, I, can't go out without, I can't go out without saying something that's been, been bothering me that I had to ask you, and, and I don't mean it to be disrespectful. Anybody ever call you like the heavy D of gospel? Man, you know, actually, Hev and I are pretty cool. That's my I man. I figured you would be. I figured you no, would be. No, Evan is cool. You know, he, he, that's my dude, man. And he, he ain't really have no more. He's like medium because <laughs> he done lost all that weight. So I'm trying to catch up with him in that area. But, you know, a lot of people thought coming up, they thought, hey, man, are you heavy D? They stopped me in airports. And then they would stop him and say, man, are you Fred Hammond? You know, so we got together and we laughed about it. So we called each other brother from another mother. That's yeah, my dude. Yeah, you know, you know and, and I figured that. That's why, that's why I asked you that question, man. So Yes, sir. So I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out with another one of my favorite songs. You'll, you'll love this one, um, Fred. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. We'll get you on the show um, when you come to the Bay Area. We'll, we'll come out. And we're gonna hang out with you, man. We'll, yes, sir. I, I can't wait to meet you in person. Yes, sir. Take care. Hey. You guys be right. good, man. Okay, well, thanks, Fred. Fred Hammond, everybody. Seven one four six nine four forty one fifty. Get on the line. I still got the Granddad Turner CDs. I'm giving away. So we'll be right back after this.
Kitchen Radio, man. That was an awesome interview we just had with Fred Hammond, Omizi, Misha, Brian. Yo. Everybody's on the line today. How did you guys? Yeah, that was deep. That was awesome. Yeah, right. that was a great interview. Yeah, Misha wasn't even talking. <laughs> Tamika Nicole's on the line. She just called. She missed Fred Hammond. What's up, Tamika? What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I see you've been doing a whole lot of stuff, and you do it. Unfortunately, I couldn't make a lot of the things because, of course, I work on Saturdays and Fridays and all that. But, you know, how, how's how's all the uh, – how's everything going? I, I see you're, you're starting a music company or a music uh, – oh, yeah, Already, yeah, I already started it. It's called Jefferson Nichols Consulting. So what I do is I train vocalists, songwriters, um, basically how to navigate through this business, how to um, how to basically get themselves together to make money because you know things changed and people need to know that you know like you have to change with the times. You can't do what what worked five years ago or even three years ago because things have changed so much. So I'm just you know hosting and you know, really putting other people on and still, you know, I'm still singing, but I'm still, I'm also doing, you know, trying to promote other people at the same time as I'm trying to promote myself. You know, that's the way it works. You train other people and, you know, put, send them out so that they can do what they do well, and then you learn from training them. So that's what I've been doing lately. Okay. Well, that's good, man. So so that's going good for you. When's your next, when's your next event? Uh, next event is going to be actually um, I just I'm opening up a concert series that started in October at a venue um, locally in San Leandro called the Linden Life Gallery, and that actually is a concert series called the Soul Renewal Lounge. It's an acoustic uh, type of deal where it's one singer, um, you know, one instrument pretty much, and people just singing or performing, you know, just straight, no no pretense, no nothing else, just straight music. Um, you know, music in its purest form. I host, I bring in the singers or the instrumentalists, and they just play for 45 minutes or an hour, and then they get to talk back to the people as well. So um, I'm also doing, I'm also working with the Linden Life as well. I hosted their open mic series last night. Um, and just working on really, you know, trying to put together some quality programs. My next full band show is going to be on October 22nd back in San Leandro at the Englander. And, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, I put the recording stuff online so people can hear them. Um, you know, pretty good recordings that I take with my iPhone, Apple. I hope you're listening. Apple computer. <laughs> um, you know, put the stuff up online and really just let people hear, you know, through artistry and unedited, uncut, and singers and songwriters just doing their thing. So that's really important to me, and as well as the teaching and training people for stage. You know, like I how you pick songs. This is how you interact. This is how you do all this stuff. All the stuff I had to learn, you know, for 11 years out there on car. And of course, I'm singing in church every, you know, every second and fourth Sunday. So. All right. Well, if somebody wants to get get a music lesson from Tamika Nicole. Who do they call? They call you. They call don't. They actually can call. Uh, they would call five one zero three nine five two four three four, or they would go to. Um, and email me at education at com, And I have group classes that are going to be starting in September. So I really operate in group group classes. I basically take everything I know about being a singer and everything I know about being a performer and executive producer on an album, and I basically just 
pour that into people. So the classes are pretty affordable, and for the types of things that you get out the class, it's, I'm really just basically I'm pouring in my 11 years of experience into you. So, uh, you know, I train all types of executive producers. I'm not just limited to jazz or R&B. I'm, you know, I'm talking about the process and getting your music marketing stuff coming out. And then I have another workshop um, on April 20, uh, August 28th. That's a music marketing workshop that I'm going to be hosting as well. So the cost on that is like $35 for, you know, right. All right. That's good. So we'll, you, you got the number, 510-395-2434, or go education at TamekaNicole.com. And, and I'm going to have Omizi go over there and teach people how to rap. All right, Tamika, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you later. I'm sorry. Oh, good, to Fred. <laughs> hey, right. Okay. Oh. Is, is that is that a deal, Omizi? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> gotta good. pay me for my pain. Got, hey, you gotta pay me for my pain. <laughs> wow. We're for pain. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, so we're back. We had a great show. That it's not even over yet. We still got football to talk about. There's so much more going on that we wanted to talk about. And, and you know, it's funny. When they called me. Please hold on. Please set luggage cart brake to on. <laughs> Is that Mike? Mike, yeah. you still oh, there? Mike, yeah. at the airport? <laughs> yeah, I'm at the airport. I never told Fred, but, uh, like, I'm Jewish, but I've, I've been at a church more than I've been at a, at a synagogue. So I wonder what he thinks about that. Please hold on. <laughs> And I actually meant to ask him about uh, the help because I just watched the help. Well, me, did you see the help? No, I, I didn't. Uh, I think it too. Man, I seen that yesterday, and you know what was funny is the place was full of old white people. What? Yeah, I mean, old white people like like in their sixties and seventies was there, and they was. You could hear when when she would say something about her being black, they would laugh. You know, they would just it was it was crazy. It was a good movie. It was a real good movie. I would say go see it. Go get if you get a chance, go see it. If you don't mind. Are you in the movie? I heard no. I was in the no. I bet no. I bet you your grandpa was in the movie though. Oh. <laughs> that's, 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 that's actually not that funny. Wow, Grandpa, though. Grandpa employed some help back in the day. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, but anyway, we went and seen three movies yesterday. We saw The Help, we saw Final Destination 5, and 30 Minutes of Life. You, you paid for ten, you paid for 30 bucks to see three movies, or you snuck in all of them? <laughs> Uh, you know, we we do what we do, man. That's that hustle. Get in one. Get in one. Ain't like an hour difference between movies, like 30, 45 minutes or something. No, you gotta you gotta get it right. You go from one to the other. You 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 look. <laughs> that's old for real. Hey, that's old school for real. Yeah, you know you got you keep. That's what the good thing about an iPhone. You get you got Flickster on it. You tell you when the next one come out, and as soon as that one's over, you shoot to the next one. We was at the movie from like two to eight last night. Just you and your wife? Me and my wife and two kids. We left the oh, other wow. home. And so. Wow, that's big. But <laughs> you can't watch thirty minutes or less without without having uh, 
the social network references. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it was good. Right, she needs Fred Hammond back over here to pray over her. <laughs> wow. We got a lot going on over here today, man. No, the social network, uh, 30 Minutes or Less, a dude from social network who played uh, who played the founder of Facebook, he was in 30 Minutes or Less. And you cannot. Yeah, he was on, he was on, what? You cannot, what? He was on, you cannot uh, watch Leno. that movie without making Facebook references. Like, oh, if, if he blows up, we'll never have Facebook. You know, if you see the movie, you know exactly what I was talking about. It was crazy. Final Destination, not looking forward to seeing it. It's all about death. I mean, God, it's just, was it good? Final Destination uh, was good because at the end, they, they, good, they yeah. brought it back to the first one, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, it kind of came, kind of went all the way back around to to the beginning of the very first one. The dude's ticket said, like, March or April 2000, and then oh, and the plane blew up and all that stuff. It, so it was, it was kind of, wow. it was, it was the ending was cool. When I while I was watching it, I was like, "This isn't the best one," but it was cool. Totally, totally, dude. So check it out. Let's get into this. You are now you are now to the Soul Kitchen Radio Radio Sports Show. Soul Kitchen Radio Sports, and now we are getting into it. Now we have the NFL. We have fantasy football. Peter Parker, where are you in our fantasy football league? Uh, we have Clever Lane, Grim Reaper, One Love, 1914, The Lobos, Miami Fins Rule, At the Real Jason Jr., Farve Dollar Footlong, Lamb Down, Phoenix Players, Ground and Pound, and then my team is Jason Campbell Soup. Omizi, oh, you're not you. in there. Where's, where's Misha, nah. man? Misha, nope. why aren't you in? Why, Omizi? I've been wiggling. I've been wiggling. I've been wiggling. I've been wiggling like Jello. I ain't had time. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, uh, I'm gonna have to just live vicariously through all everybody you just named, and and hope we all win. I'm gonna put a dollar down. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a dollar down on all the teams. That way, I'm 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 guaranteed to win. Wow. You should put you should put hundred bucks hey, on me. Hey, you know what? Risk. Hey, go ahead. Hey, that be hey hey. The man, they be stressing me out, bro. And I'm already doing a whole lot. I don't need added pressure. Even if it ain't if it's free and ain't no money on the line. It'll still stress me out because I'll be trying to follow it. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I like to enjoy my season. I don't want nobody to get hurt and then me be like, man, you know what I mean? So I'm going to live vicariously through y'all and let y'all stress out, and I'm just going to enjoy the football season. So how did you enjoy the first preseason games? Did you get a chance to watch any? Because I didn't get a chance to watch any. I was at work. You know huh. what? I watched, a whole, I watched a whole lot of ESPN and seeing the highlights because right when – as soon as the, the game started, I was on a plane on my way to Chicago, and then and then we went to uh, we did a show in uh, uh, Arkansas. So you know the time differences be messing you up. You know what I'm saying? So I caught I caught I think the last bit of a game, but by then it wasn't even worth seeing. So hopefully I get to catch some. I think Wednesday we go to Norway. We're gonna be gone for like four days. So I don't, I'm not I'm not thinking I'm gonna see no uh, preseason games this week. You guys gonna be? Are you gonna be on the show next week? Or are you gonna still be traveling in Norway? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll be back. I'll be back Sunday. Okay. Peter Parker said that uh, that all that stuff is gonna be messing up your creativity. Definitely not, cause I I can watch ESPN and absorb it like a sponge. So it's Nathan. All right, we got a caller on the line. Four one five. What's up? Who's this? What well, is sweet Gail? 
sweet game. Oh. <laughs> you know. Yes. The quirky one. Yes. The one that's looking for someone to exploit her to make some money. Wow. So, Gail, you stayed on the line almost for the whole time Fred Hammond was on the phone. What did you think about that interview? If I tell you what I really think about that interview, you won't want me to call this radio station no more. You didn't like you want me to, Are you an atheist? Do you want me to real tell you, really tell you, or I can fake yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you us, want the real us, deal? We want the real you deal. You want it real? Yeah. You you want it real. Now, don't hold it against me. I'm going to give it to you real. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah. You asked for it. Hello? Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Now, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, and I've seen his tragic story about God, the hand of God saved him from being aborted and all that. And I'm sure he's appreciative, and I'm not saying nothing personally against him. But if I wanted to go to church, I would attend church, uh, you know, a real church. Not that I'm saying he can't have his own opinion. You didn't hear the disclaimer that that we said the disclaimer earlier in the show. No, 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 no. Not that I'm saying he he couldn't go over there and talk about that all he wants. I'm just saying my personal opinion, uh, if I wanted to hear so much of that, I would go to church. And I'm not, and you don't even want to know what I really think about church because it's even worse than what I'm telling you now. All right, you know, church is a church. Camacho, you know what's crazy is even though even though Miss even though Miss Gill even though you say that this is the longest show you've ever sat through even when we did the other regular shows so we, he must have been doing something good that he captivated your Holy Spirit and caused you to sit on the phone for two hours and some change so that's totally contradicting everything you're saying and you need to think first before you make these I statements am like first. What did I say? Did I say anything wrong? I said it wasn't like cup of tea. Okay. Think first, like Rodney. Think first, sir. Think first, Holy Sir. We gonna get you a shirt. Oh, well, and he's shirt. making money, first, man. And what is he doing with all that money he's making now? Is he giving it to the church? I hope not. Please don't give it to the church. The church has got lots of money. I mean, if someone wants to give some money to the church, forget the church. <laughs> Go out and give it to the real people who need it, because after they do all the administration and and keep up their millions and millions of hours of artwork, how much is going to, like over in Egypt, that guy, that president that got thrown out now, how did his family get up 60 or 70 billions of dollars? You tell me how oil. he got that money. And I bet oil, a lot of it oil, came from oil, the United oil. States government. And that's what gets me about this government. They're robbing the poor Don't working people you shut of their hard earned money, money and then they're wasting. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Now I'm talking to you. I'm talking about how this government, there was another program on last night that these big businesses are getting away with. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Because they put their money offshore somewhere. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Yeah, you shut your mouth. You talk, I'm talking to her. Let me tell you, they're always over here pissing about the money in this country. And let me tell you what they do. They rob it from the people who are actually working for it, the poor working people. And then they waste it. 
It's bad enough they're robbing it. I'm not saying they're not supposed to rob it because you're in the you're supposed to pay tax, the upkeep, but they're not doing right by the money. That's right. I'm mad at and all these politicians they ain't doing crap for me. They're getting their nice medical insurance like I told you. And and they're looking at the stupid things. Why don't they look at where the money's really going? Do these stupid wars and now I've seen on TV that they're spending like $147 billion to train the Afghan people to be soldiers. And all and everyone in this world got to wake up. I mean, those people over in these other countries that are killing each other right. over shit, they got to wake up. I mean, they yeah. got, yeah. and you know what they going to say? It's 2011, man. You know what they're going to say? And you know what they're going to say? They're gonna say they're gonna say, excuse me, Gil, how how are you making a living? And what are you gonna to say to the government? I'm waiting for people. Hey, to I'm speak. not out there killing other people. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, 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 I understand that, but I want you to answer my question. They're gonna say, How are you making a living, Gil? How am I making a living? Yes. How am I making a living? I'm not killing other people. How do you eat? How do you eat? How how are you eating? How are well, you now surviving? I can't eat very much who, because they told me to go helping, on a low-fat diet. And you can't eat hard and food on a low-fat diet. Who is diet. helping you? Excuse me, Gail. Who is helping you survive right now? Me is helping you, me are you survive. Receiving, are you receiving government Are you receiving government subsidies right now? You got the old, the gold Obama EBT card? That's what I'm saying. See, we need to. We, if we, we, if you, Am I making millions of dollars like that? You can't have it both ways. You see, this is what this money is why from the government and still argue about country. the government. <laughs> I, just, I understand that. No, okay, let me end this. Let me end this right now, Gail. This is exactly what you need. Check this out. This is for you. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacy about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regiment of regular doses, you'll overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor skills, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headaches, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all-night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, or naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. Is a major contributing factor in dancing like a retard. May cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you love them and may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may also lead to you believing ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at 4 in the morning. Alcohol may make you think that you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting on them. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. It may also lead you to believe that people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it may also be a major factor in you getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That is hilarious. Hey Camacho. Hey Camacho. Yeah, I think it hey, it looks like it looked like it looked like New England is back to their old self, man. They they oh scored forty five points for preseason. What's going on, man? That's, that's forty seven to twelve over Jacksonville. 
And Brady didn't even play. Brady, Brady didn't play, and Ocho Cinco didn't even play. Right. Well, well, Brian was telling me today that Ocho Cinco might be waived. Yeah, no. the rumors. Yes. Tell us the rumors. Tell us what's going about on, Brian. Well, uh, Chad Ocho Cinco and Albert Hainsworth, uh, I, went on, I go on Roto World and Bleacher Report, which is the best website, uh, they, you know, Bill Belichick's a very tough guy, and he brought these guys in. They're, you know, they've been, you know, they've been to a lot of trouble with both organizations. Not Chad as much, and uh, you know, Belichick wants to bring in, you know, some skeptical players. And that before game one, he's deciding possibly to waive them. Um, you know, Hainsworth's been a lot of problems with the law, but supposedly from what Pepper Johnson said, he's been actually pretty normal. But there's rumors right now with the money and stuff like that. They want to save money. They might waive them both to go with the rookies. Uh, Taylor Price, I mean, they got Aaron Hernandez. I mean, they have to pass the road right now. Um, so, I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. They brought in um, TJ. Who's Who's your mama? How do you say his name? Who's your mama? I love that. I love that song. That karaoke with that dorky guy. I wish you could play it. It seems the song. TJ, who's Mazana? Oh, I love that song. <laughs> that's that, that song. Um but uh, yeah, they got TJ, and I think they got um, they got the corner Darren Sharper in uh, today, and they got Renato Hill, who used to play for the Dolphins for two years, from 2006 to 2008. So, Pats are loaded right now. Ryan Mallett's actually a pretty good quarterback, and Brian Hoyer is a better quarterback than you know anybody to have. I mean, right now, Pats right now should win that division. Um, the Jets are definitely, uh, but it's only exhibition. Anything can happen. Injuries can happen. But if the injuries did happen to Tom Brady, Brady's got maybe two more years. I think Ryan Mallett could step in and be the same guy. I really do. I think he's got a strong arm. I think he's got his, his character back. Brian Hoyer's a good quarterback, backup quarterback. So, uh, you know, getting to the Dolphins, on the other hand, <laughs> Chad Henney couldn't uh, <laughs> Chad Henney couldn't get himself out of a paper bat. You know. I'm almost up. You know. How about Ian you know, Newton's debut the other day? Over 100 yards? Jason, how many did he have? Jason's over here. Jason's here with us, guys. Imagine that. Jason's What's back. But Jason? He's here. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh. <laughs> hey, what about this, this new rule? This new rule kicking off from the 35? Are we? Is this just like a waste to kick off? It might as well just not even kick and just put the ball on the 20. Hello? Yeah. Anybody hear me? Yeah. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> I mean, every kick. Oh, no, is- I had to see it. I had to see it live and direct to see, to see how it affects the game. I haven't really, you know, seeing. I I have nothing to judge it upon because I haven't seen it. Yeah, like, I've watched in, it in a one. good way or a bad way. I had to watch it to see what happens first. I, I've seen I've seen several kickoffs so far in the preseason, and I've only seen two returns. You know, and. And and one of those returns was like out of six yards back in the end zone. So yeah, but nine times out of ten, you only nine times out of ten, the average return is only like ten yards, maybe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's only you know a certain maybe a couple people in the league that's running them back. Even though you like to see them get ran all the way back, but it's a rare occurrence. So I don't think when you look at it, uh, you know, as far as you know. You know, I think it's, I think the new rule is we have to look at it and see if it's going to make a big difference. But I don't think so. Right. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, I think it's just going to be more more people more people 
Get in touch back starting from the 20. Mike, did you get a chance to watch any preseason? Mm-hmm. Was that mm-hmm or mm-hmm? mm-hmm. <laughs> yes or no? What was that? Mm-hmm or mm-hmm? Oh, sorry, that was hey. me choking on my cheeseburger. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I watched a little bit of the Patriots. You know, I had to watch that. I, they, I don't know why they kind of went off. They don't really need to score that many points in the preseason, but... It was almost like like Jacksonville just couldn't help to give up that many points. Like every time somebody touched it from the Patriots, they scored. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you're just gonna they run it, they run it, they run in so many different packages, dude. It's like you know, unless you are able to, there's no way for you to know as a defense to know all them different packages and slants that they're about to start using and, and throwing. So you know, they basically you know it's preseason, so you're gonna get caught off guard. And like you said, they gonna they gonna run up, you know, but they gonna they gonna run up the score regardless because they want to try everything to see what they need and what they don't need. I'm sitting up here looking at this this uh, what he was talking about the Ocho Cinco Hainsworth thing. It's a, it's for real. They really talking about it. But like 51, percent I just looked at the uh, total votes out of 4,300. 51 uh, percent. The question was, should the Patriots keep Chad Ocho Cinco and Albert Hainsworth? And 51 percent. Said yes. Thirteen percent said no. Thirty percent said uh, no. Just keep Ocho and uh, four point eight percent said no. Just keep Hainsworth. So they talk about it for real. You know Belichick. He don't give a damn. He'll cut you if, if, you know, if it's not feasible. He yeah, don't he don't give a damn. Real talk. So, uh, so I just got my tickets today for for the twenty fifth of September for the New York Jets coming into Oakland. Mike, are we going to go on a second? to see the Patriots in Oakland. Are you going to wear your Patriots jersey? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to. You're going to get beat up. You're going to get beat up. I feel like the way to go out of this world is getting killed by a bunch of uh, Raider mobs. You're going to get beat up. You're going to do that at the Dodgers. You're going to be not the Dodgers like the dude that got beat up at the Dodgers stadium. It's going to be way worse. Yeah. And they're going to stomp out your, they're going to stomp out your roof or your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you, you mean you mean the uh, the Bart train? They're gonna stop the roof of the Bart. They're gonna stop the roof of the Bart. You know, Mike got him a BMW, a Bart Muni walk. And the Bart mm-hmm. police gonna shoot you. Hey, the Bart police gonna <laughs> shoot you. Yeah. You gonna so, be like the Warriors yeah. trying to get back home with that jersey on. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're gonna have to make it to the next line. The next line. <laughs> Warriors! <laughs> Warriors! Yeah. We gotta run through. Yeah, I don't know why they, how they didn't kill me last time, but I guess the second second time's a charm. Well, last time we went to a Miami's game. This time we're actually playing against the Pats, so that's gonna be a different one. <laughs> yeah. Still, man. I. That, but that you one, just hang out with us. We'll, we'll keep you. We'll keep you. Uh, keep you safe, man. Don't you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Don't you believe you know, that? Oh me, it's no number eight. Hey, he go, hey, hey, Camacho gonna be in the line getting getting uh, chicken strips and beer <laughs> while you while you over getting stomped out in the corner. Look, they gonna have Mike line. They gonna have Mike sitting down, and there's gonna be a line like an airplane where they just lined up and whipped his ass. Yeah. Will be airplane when they was lined up to beat that lady's ass. In the airplane? Hey, but you, hey, hey, yeah, but you know what, man? On on the real, real, real. Even though I'm a, even though I'm a Niners fan, man, I really do hope 
that the Raiders have a good season, man. Like for real. Like I really wish this would be the year that they go to the playoffs because Oakland, you know, the city needs it. Like the Bay needs some kind of something to unify the city, man. I hope. You know what I'm saying? That they, that, you know, they pull out all the stops and, and try to get to, at least to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Maisie, could we, could, could we, uh, you want to bet on, on who gets the best, better record this year? I don't know. As long as, uh, what's the game coming on? It's coming on like the 20th, the uh, Niners versus Raiders. We can bet dub on that right now. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's next week. Okay. No, not, you know, Niners, we always smash preseason, so I don't know. You might want to think about that. No, I'll put 20 look, on look, that. Look at the record. I'll yeah, it's okay. That's put 20 on that one. Y'all hear everybody, everybody's so kitchen. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, and anybody else, we can, we can go push-ups, but I know the Niners. Even though uh, our quarterback, Alex, got his ass beat, I don't know if y'all seen that. They put hands on that dude. So we we really are in dire straits of a quarterback. I don't know. I, I didn't get to see the preseason. I just seen the highlights of him getting smashed. Well, they so, they, they uh they're working out Dante Culpepper today. Man, that that need to go down real tough. Forty nine ers bring Dante Culpepper and working out with him today. Jay, are you are you there? Yeah. So what do you think about that, Jay? How's how's that sound? Dante Culpepper, a forty nine er. What do you think? You think it'll happen? I'm ready to go play quarterback for the Niners. <laughs> so he can throw it. Yeah, so he can throw it to uh, Braylon. I can throw the ball fifty yards too. Braylon. Yeah, it ain't that hard. Cole Pepper, I would be so fucking Cole Pepper sucks too. <laughs> He's bad. Oh my god. Cole Pepper's coming from uh, from the Sacramento Mountain Lions, the UFL team where he played last year. Yeah. Where he got so humbled. Still, where he got humbled. Yeah, so he's still uh, he's still he's still working out, so he must still have it. How how did they do? That's, what do you think, Jason? Yeah, he played for the Raiders once. Kamasa didn't didn't uh, he play for the Raiders once? Didn't he? Yep, he sure did. Right after uh, Aaron Brooks, they brought in Culpepper. You know, we're we're a retirement community over here. We we get them right before they retire, and then we send them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, you, yeah. At that point, you you gotta start having a plan B option. I mean, maybe you, you like start up some kind of like football camp or something. But you know, he's a little bit too old to come back for football. <laughs> oh. uh, the Niners don't want to win more than three games this year, so we could draft Andrew Luck from Stanford number one. I think that's, I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. I think that's oh, what yeah. they're trying to do. His coach is over there, so I've been saying that since since. No. Trust me, man. The Niners are gonna lose. The Niners will. They're gonna win three games. The Raiders might win five. <laughs> no, we're gonna be a long time. Or we get a quarterback. We might win a couple more games, man. Because no. you know, Raiders. I, I can tell you now. In our division, Arizona. Everybody is on the same play, playing field, man. It's, it's five games out there for anybody who wants it. Ten and six, baby. That's how the Raiders are going this year. Ten and six. That's wild card. Wow, that's a Steelers. That's a Steelers record or something. That's a man. We're doing it, man. Uh, Jason Campbell soup. Jason Campbell soup, baby. He's doing it. Yeah. Oh, who's gonna throw the ball to? Yeah, yeah. We got all kinds. Who's gonna throw the ball to? The tight end all game like you guys have been doing the last fifteen years. Well, we can't. You guys got no receivers, man. 
That's a good. Uh, we got Jacoby Ford. We got uh, who else, Jason? Louis Murphy. Louis Murphy. Chad Shillings. We got we got a lot, man. We're doing it. their names. They suck. They suck too, bro. You got to be a realist. Don't suck. They don't suck. They suck. You fucking liar, man. I I said because Fred Hammond was gonna be on the phone, I wasn't gonna say fuck, but you fucking. Hey. hey, Jake, this is what I get for yeah. you. This is what you get, man. Right here. 